passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm Mike Chipos, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Welcome back, Ankle Pickers. We are here for another Dot 5 episode where we do a little bit of the recap and we get into set the spread. So we're recapping... UFC fight night, right? Vegas 42. Vegas 42. See, that's Holloway my year. Holloway year. That's my problem is there's too, so many Vegas cards. I never know which one it is. But it was phenomenal nonetheless. And I think we should just not sugarcoat it and beat around and let's get into it. Dan, we're going to go bonus guessing today. Kobe, 50K to four people, fight of the night. Um, I'll start there because I already know the answer. Fight of the night, Yaya Rodriguez, Max Holloway. And confirm. Yeah. The boys in the main event I know it got for it two done. Reasons. Yeah, I know it for two reasons. One, I heard because what was going around the internet was that embrace in the ambulance. I don't know if you guys have seen that clip yet. Of Yeah, Holloway. Got, and he's just like, 50K, brother. But yeah, phenomenal fight. And so let's talk about it. Max Holloway beats Yaya Rodriguez. He plants himself deeper into the featherweight records. Some of the records that he obtained during that fight is most significant strikes all time for featherweight or either in the octagon, one of the two. He's gone 25 fights now with never being knocked down. 25 fight, no knockdown streak, which is just mental to really Especially think for about. the shots he eats. I mean, not just this Yair fight. It's every single fight his chin gets tested and it never has once even faltered. Yeah, and it's a couple, even in this Yair fight, a couple big shots too, and he's just marching them down. The output is always insane. Do not understand. I think my one takeaway, though, Dan, though, is that we were right about not laying the 700 and, and also not necessarily laying Yair. Yair obviously looked better than a plus 550 dog. I mean, it, it was clear mm-hmm. he had his moments, he had his rounds, but he probably was never going to win that fight. So it was money saved. Definitely. And he had him rocked. I mean, there were a couple moments there where I, I was thinking, I mean, who, who are we to say that Yair's not as good of a striker as any of these other guys that, uh, I mean, the Dustins and the Bulks, I mean, obviously Cater and Frankie and Brian really yeah. didn't hang out. But I would love to see like a Yair Zabit or a Yair perfect. Cater. Yair, I mean, really test this guy because he clearly belongs. And then Max obviously is just Max. I think he's continuing to just stamp himself as like the guy who should be next to the title, but it's tough. Cause you don't want to see max folk three. I mean, you do, but you don't, it, it's a weird spot for. It's the also fighters. tough because of, I mean, he's one of my favorite fighters period, obviously one of the coolest to watch fight at any point in time, but it's not like max has these dominant performances in the same way that I mean, just, I guess just other fight styles of champs do it, it, it's, fight, it's a yeah. similar level of asserting himself and like on a level above these other competitors but he gets hit and it, it like we said his chin gets tested every fight and one of these days his chin is going to go i'm so sure of that and yeah, i was about um, to say another fight style because he puts on clinics i mean cater's a great example of that 
Cater and Ortega they, are as dominant as yeah, they come. Are as dominant as they come, but I agree. It's not but he's like, treated um, like this Khabib guy or like this John Jones guy or, or in the same breath as these other quasi undefeated fighters that ha- have really yeah. found no holes and and you can strike with Max, albeit it's not a good route and it's not going to be a fun 25 minutes for you. Your foot's going to end up looking like yeah, years did, yeah, but uh, you can do it. It's, yeah. it's... The other thing though, that's just really shocking still is Max is 29 years old. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to develop other facets of his game. I mean, they're all good enough, but it's just remarkable to think that he realistically still has another 10 years in this sport at a competitive level it's just that part alone is kind of crazy i think when you look at max you're looking at someone who's gonna extend the record books just beyond what we can fathom i mean starting at 19 being active and dominant for so long that he could be a decade into the sport be 29 years old i mean we've seen guys fight i mean we saw glover get a belt at 43 and we're talking about a guy who when you look at octagon time significant strikes thrown Stephen strikes landed wins fight total fights like all those records are well within his grasp and he's just going to extend it to one of those like Cy Young and baseball type records where you're like I don't know if anyone can really compete with this you know what I mean yeah I, yeah maybe I'm just a pessimistic Perry but it all hinges on on his chin for me I think that's got to keep on being just made us made of steel for him to walk through these right I agree so continuing we, I'm assuming this is probably another bonus here, the co-main event, Marcos Rodrigo de Lima versus Ben Rothwell. No, shocker. Nope. But, but man, I think we missed the mark here, Dan, because oh, I, yeah. not only did I like Ben Rothwell, but I think we also were leaning the over. Um, crazy one. I mean, we're talking. I you rarely see Rothwell. I feel like go out, but he went out and it was finished. It also. Yeah. Any thoughts on the Herb Dean? That's what I was going to say. That? What the fuck happened there? I mean, I don't really know how, what to make of that. I think the stoppage was right, but then I feel like sometime Herb is like one foot in, one foot out with it. I feel like I see it a lot. As a guy who, I mean, ref youth hockey and, and youth basketball and whatnot, making calls is really easy. You just have to be confident. It doesn't matter if you fuck it up completely or if you right. like get it completely right. You just have to stick by it. Because right when you become a wishy, wishy-washy and, and, and questioning yourself, that's when it gets dangerous and especially in MMA. And and yeah. that's what we saw. I mean, we saw it again. I mean, the Marina Rodriguez, um, was that Amanda Hebos knockout where the, that fight ended twice as well? It was yeah. Herb Dean's got these moments of indecisiveness that have really looked bad. And that's actually, and, and, that's actually yeah. we got my boy Dan Hardy fired with that altercation. Remember he had that big altercation with Dean. I don't remember if it was on air or backstage or both. I know it definitely was backstage and you found Dan Hardy getting the boot. I, Dana said, that's unacceptable. You can't, you know, cause the commission is separate from the UFC. Like Herb's mm-hmm. not a UFC employee. He's a, com- the different commission employees. So Hardy got the boot. You see him now. He's not working for the UFC and now you're seeing it continue to happen. I, I still think Herb's one of the best. But I I don't know. That was I I don't I don't so much think Herb is, is top tier anymore. I think that really? if it, I think that if a guy team? like uh whatever his name is in he, Abu Dhabi, oh that guy's bad. If, well, no, I'm saying I'm saying that if this guy's name wasn't Herb Dean, he's getting removed from that card or, or getting uh some kind of. I don't know if it was that bad. I thought it was really egregious and obviously it was second to last fight of the night. So he couldn't really get removed from the car, but I, I, I think that there should be some consequences for Herbert, at least some consequences for these refs whose main job in there is to protect the fighters. I know the problem is though. And it's a big problem is when you ref, I mean, it's all, it's all split seconds. It's all split seconds. And you find yourself, if you're on the wrong side of either one, you're fucked. And I just think when you do a guy, when you're a guy like Herb Dean who has four or five assignments a night or three to five assignments a night, eventually you're going to make a mistake. Like I don't want to send him to the wolves, but yeah, it was a mm-hmm. bad showing again from Dean. So, I mean, 145 still a wreck. Felicia Spencer beats Leia Letson, but it took way too long, and they both look. I mean, Leia Letson looked like a punching bag to me. I know she got and that. Felicia didn't back. look great either. No, I mean, it, yeah, has she? And yet. Dana was pretty. 
Ford at, in the press conference afterwards when asked what happens with this division next, it's whatever Amanda wants. It's This division is fake. It's yeah. just whatever Amanda wants. It's a marketing ploy to get her a second belt. I mean, it's interesting. I feel like Bellator's 145 is actually rounding out a decent bit. We just saw, I believe, I think Cyborg. Cyborg Kavanaugh? I think that was at featherweight. I don't think that was at bantamweight. I'm unsure. I don't know. I think there, if you combine all the divisions, you can get a 45 division. I just don't think Dana's really committed to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one has to be – I'm Kobe, is this one one of the performances of the night? Chaos Williams, Miguel Baeza? Yeah. I took yep. a – full disclosure, I took an absolute bath here on this one. I bet Miguel Baeza straight up before the fight. I also bet him live as a dog after the first round. And I also – I liked what I saw – I think he was going to win. Chaos just obviously landed that one. But what do you think of that stoppage? I thought it was a little premature. I I know. I thought that stoppage was good. The way that Baeza crumbled, I mean, it, yeah, that's one of those. Because he, Well, the reason why I thought it was premature, I didn't at first because he dropped, obviously. But Baeza instantly covered his head like this. And I know that that's – is it intelli- intelligently defending? I don't know. But – Baeza instantly was like, what? I'm fine. He couldn't really get his feet, though, at the same time. But, yeah, I, I, I got washed on that one. Yeah, Baeza was just starting to style on him, too. He was just getting comfortable, and then he just left his head up in that exchange, and boom, lights out. It just shows Chaos's raw power, because I think if it goes to decision, is going to get that yeah, one. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I like your live bet, and I'd probably yeah. do it in the same situation again. I know. Just, and, and I was feeling so confident. I wasn't cashing it, but I was feeling really confident. I actually – Going to the third round, I was a live favorite uh, at 150, and he was styling on the third round. Just it was one exchange in a phone booth, I believe. He slipped a left hook and got just caught with a straight. Well, he right was, he was spamming those calf kicks because yeah, chaos too. was on one leg, and it was just yeah. He was doubling up the calf kicks, mm-hmm. and he kept doubling up. He would go one two retreat, one two retreat, and on the second calf kick, I believe chaos just timed it and landed flush. But, wow, I, I guess I still believe in Miguel Baeza. I think it just it becomes a, a recklessness standpoint. People are allowed to get caught. Chaos Williams, I think I, I think his post-fight antics of yelling, like people still sleeping on me all stuff, I'll admit, I think I'm still sleeping on him. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just am not a believer for some reason. I don't see this guy as a top five, top ten welterweight. Another guy that you're not a believer in, Song Yudong had yeah. a one hell of a performance. Yeah, let's talk about it. Song Yudong knocked out my boy, Julio Arce, Arce. And I'm, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I had two bets here. I had Julio Arce, and I had over. And I lost it all again. I, I'm shocked by this. But you know what? I'm coming around, Dan. I really am. I'm thinking he's just – I just know that – he came to the UFC really young, what, 20, 21, whatever, and he dropped that Kyler Phillips flight, and he had a draw against Stamen. I go, oh, maybe this guy isn't as legit as he's supposed to be. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. he's proven me time and time again, and, you know, I, I think he actually is the real deal. I, I think he's almost such the real deal that Team Alpha Male can't ruin him fast enough. I think he's excelling faster than Team Alpha Male can ruin him. And that's a heavy statement coming from you, Reese. I, I, I like to hear it. I mean, the but speed was definitely on on display. And I thought that Arce just did himself a complete disservice by making this fight happen in a phone booth. I agree. And especially because he fights at range. Kobe, did Song get a bonus? No? Wow. Okay. Well, Alvarez did. This next oh, one. Fuck me. Oh, no. really? I took, a, I took a bath on that as well. But hold on. I have a great transition here. Speaking of Team Alpha Male ruining fighters, Cynthia Calvillo, dude. Andre Lee beats her up for 10 minutes. Cynthia Calvillo throws in the towel on the stool, says, I'm done with this. You're talking about a girl that Dana White compared to Ronda Rousey. Dana White thought was going to be the next big thing. Dana White was like, this girl's a flyweight contender. And you got her dropping like a good amount of fights in a row here and looking lost out there. I I believe lost against a girl that Roxy beat, I think. Yeah, Roxy bit, did beat her. And we're talking out of, about a 34-year-old who has no affiliation because she is, is, has self-admittedly left Team Alpha Male. 
it's just another one of the fighters. I mean, she's on a three fight skid now, but it's just another fighter who joins team alpha male goes on a skid and decides to leave. I mean, Caitlin Jukeki and Jessica Andrade, Andrea Lee, none of them are slouches, but you're seeing someone's will slowly break. No, for real. And she was emotional after too. She cried. She, it hurt her. But also I want to just mention too, props, big ups to her, because I think not enough people say live to fight another day. I, I mean, I'm not saying I want everyone to be throwing it in on the stool, but look, at the end of the day, it's about preserving your long-term health. And if you're getting worked out there and you go, look, I'm going to go back out there and just get worked for another five minutes. I don't have an answer tonight. I don't see a shame in, in calling it. There's no yeah. need for it. Yeah. KGB Lee picked up that fourth bonus here. What? KGB Lee picked up the fourth bonus here. Oh, really? That still is surprising to me with the amount of finishes we had on this card. Yeah, Yoel Alvarez, the Sean Woodson body shots impressed me. Let's hold on. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Tiago Moises was the ankle lock, Dan, and, and we swing and whiff there. I want to say something. Where the fuck did Yoel Alvarez stand-up come from? I have never seen a single second of it in the entire time I taped. I taped every single UFC fight he had. I was so sure in Tiago Moises, I cannot emphasize enough, how big of a bath I took on this motherfucker. Where they, did that, where it, did that stand up come from? It was, it was spooky right off the bat. Cause he walked into the octagon and John Anik goes, or not John Anik, Joe Martinez says fighting style striker. And I'm like, wait a sec. Yeah. What this is not Joel Alvarez. I mean, it is Joel, but this is the same guy that, that we, we taped as a suburb Boston who has been suburb bust. It seems like for his entire career. He didn't have a single moment that looked good against Isma Gulov on the feet in his debut. And now he's coming in here and just styling on a guy who went four and a half rounds with Islam. I'm like truly puzzled still. I'm shook. I have no, I, I have no idea. I think that I owe a lot of respect to, well, Alvarez, it seems, yeah, it seems like I've been just d- dragging his name through the mud yeah. since he first made his UFC appearance. And man, am I going to eat a lot of words? This guy is, I mean, I think a lot he, I better think, than I, I thought. I think it goes far to say as I'm taking him off my fade list. He, I put him on my fade list where I'm going to pick a spot to fade him. This I didn't figure as a fade, but I'm going to pick a spot to fade him. Not only did he look fucking huge in there for 155, by the way. I know he missed weight, but he's tall as fuck. But he looked well-rounded everywhere. I'm sh- I'm still shocked by this. I, I, I'll- I mean, he went through tag a warm knife through butter. It was oh, There was they, no they grappling were- that took place. Yeah. It was just... No. Not a single redeeming moment for Tiago Moises in that one. Brutal. Yeah. Why? I'll just admit... I don't like, I always, I know gamblers always like to like try to make an excuse or whatever. I was just flat out wrong. I will admit it. I, I have no idea what happened. It was never on tape and I'm, sh- I'm shocked. I'll admit it. I'm shocked. So Kobe ankle lock falls. We drop one, but it's still phenomenal. 26 and 12. 26 and 12. Yeah. That's a crazy clip. And we were on a heater. It was bound to fail, but that one, that one hits different. That one stings a little bit. Surprising. And then yeah. lastly, you alluded to it, those body shots, Sean Woodson. Oh, I mean, my God. He's a problem with that frame at 145. If, if he can consistently make weight and, and have a well-rounded grappling game, uh, he's a problem. Yeah. He does that, look like way. a different species, though, like some sort of mutant. I mean, his legs are like two ginormous. He looks like a giraffe, honestly. His le- I've never seen him like it, but it works. The dude mm-hmm. rips body shots. He's very, very – his precision is off the charts. And he can keep his range because he's going to be significantly longer than every single person at 45. I'm not saying Colin Anglin's a world beater, but to finish a guy and break a guy off nothing but body shots, you're looking at a dangerous striker for 145. Dangerous. Like, dangerous. And it it didn't even seem like there was a lot of malice behind those punches. He was really just touching the buttons, like, hitting all the right spots. It it was just – Right. It was was cool. It was cool to look at spleen, liver, spleen, and just bouncing between them. And, and it got to the point where Colin England just was like, I don't, I don't want this. I don't have anything for him and, and kind of folded. And you know what? I, I don't want to move up from this card just yet. Cause there's two more guys that I think could be, could be snubbed from the 50 K 
Rafael Alves is one, came out guns blazing and just put the absolute beat down on Mark DeCasey, finishing him via submission with a minute 48, but it was really almost a knockout slash TKO as well. I mean, he hurt him with a flying knee, a, a vicious flying knee. And then and, just jumped and, on the and, neck. Yeah. And, and it was a, it was an arm and guillotine too, and pulled guard on it. And it was phenomenal, but holy shit, are we dealing with someone that his record was 19 and 10 going in, but he does not fight like a 19 and 10 guy. I think he's dangerous, man. Dangerous. He looked vicious out there. A guy who was, who looked like he was angry in there. Then the other another thing, guy who just real yeah. quick another guy who fought Damiru's Magulov in his debut and looked pretty tame. Yeah, Is Demir just even better than this hype that we've been putting on him. And that might be a thing to say within itself. Like maybe it's less about these guys not looking hungry and more about Demir being that talented and that evasive that it makes these guys who come in there and roll through a Mark DeCasey look lost against Inez Magulov and. I also want to mention that Daun Jung is on like a 10 fight win streak now, an absolute beater finishing in uh, Chukwi with elbows. And this one was crazy because it was a guy who was fully turtled. He had full guard up and the elbows still got through and ended up knocking him cold out like a light. Major power. Yeah. Scary power out of Jung and just an interesting KO all the beginning. That was a first round standing elbows TKO. And then you got a first round submission. So two guys who probably are a little bit shocked. They didn't get the 50 K bonus there. Um, Andre Lee probably caught a, caught an easy one. And then I guess we've gone through the whole card, Dan, let's just take a second. Your girl, Liana Jojua. We saw those videos of her thrown around Marab in practice and looking as talented as all hell and comes in there and just, has truly an embarrassing game plan, doesn't shoot for a takedown until the last minute, gets it easily, and then never shoots for another takedown. I And and between every round, her coach is saying it, and during the rounds, her coach is saying, get the takedown, get the takedown the first minute of this round. Right. did not make any sense that she just refused to wrestle. I I truly thought, and I truly do still think that Liana's probably the better wrestler than than Courtney. She never got a chance to show it. She was getting pieced up. She showed it. She shot for the double leg in the first round, last minute, got it. Then there were multiple times where Courtney Casey overpursued. The takedown was available, and she just never shot for it. I don't know if it was the damage from the nose. I was kind of thinking maybe the damage bothered her a little bit, but I really don't know. I'm just and and she kept on backing up. I mean, even when she had her pressed against the cage. When the distance was close, she had done all that good work and then just threw it all away by moving back to the center of the octagon and initiating striking again. Made no sense, but did couldn't beat a 500 Courtney Casey. Just did not look good really there. I don't, I mean, I just think it's a back to the drawing board and figure out where you went wrong because the game plan itself is what I think was the biggest problem there. All in all though, phenomenal UFC fight night card. I took an absolute bath. This was my reddest day and years I, I lost Baeza bad I lost Roth, I lost Rothwell I lost Arce I lost Moises bad I had a couple winners but all in all it was a, it was bloodshed and yeah. um, and but the best part about bloodshed evenings is you know that next week is going to be green and you rarely have two bad cards in a row so I'm excited. I, I want to start taping. I want to get this one in the rearview mirror, and we can't tape until we get the set the spread done. So I'm happy to be doing it Monday evening early. We'll probably tape long into the uh, long into the night tonight. So Kobe, this is when I turn it over to you. Let's get into it, man. I, I think I'm up one, or I'm tied. Tied. Seventeen all. Four cards to go. Twenty twenty one. We have UFC Vegas Fight Night 43, headlined by Ketlin Vieira and Misha Tate. Another afternoon-ish card prelims at 2 p.m. Central, main card 5 p.m., so a little bit later than last week, but still not going deep into the night like Reese would like. A um, couple, couple good names on the prelim card. Terrence, McKinley, Terrence McKinney's fighting. Luby Godinez back in there, 30 fights in, what, 45 days. Uh, Tucker Lutz versus Pat Sabatini and Natan Levy off of Contender Series from last season, just to name a few. But as always, we will go into the main card with Set the Spread. The first fight on the main card, Davey Grant and Adrian Yanez 
a bantamweight bout, and Reese with the, the win last week will kick things off for us. Yeah, I also want to mention that Kobe, as he was writing down the lines and getting his final numbers, mentioned, whoa, this one's not exactly where I thought it would be. So not this fight. Just not this fight, fight but one fight, fight, fight that I was writing down. So I'm really intrigued to see which one that is and to see if I'm also just completely off the mark, which happens sometimes. This one, though, I think I'll be able to do okay at. Davey Grant's a long-term vet, was a tough guy. Um, and I'm not saying he's a tough guy. I'm saying he was on the Ultimate Fighter. Realized that as I was saying it. I mean, he's fought the who's who. He just had a tough loss to Cheeto Vera via decision. But before that, he knocked out Jonathan Martinez, who I hold as a, one of the better strikers in the division. So that's a phenomenal victory. He, he's, he, he's relatively inactive. And then all of a sudden in 2021, just three fights this is going to be his third. I think he's starting to take it a little bit more seriously now, and I'm ready to see him. Giannis is a guy that I've seemingly been less impressed than than everybody else. I kind of thought that he was going to be a guy who was a relied on his knockout, rely on his finishes. I thought uh, Costa had a good shot at him. I thought um, Victor Rodriguez uh, might have had a shot at him, but nothing. Just ran through everybody that they'd thrown his way. Nothing but contender series knockout first round victor rodriguez knockout first round uh gustavo lopez knockout third round randy Costa knockout second round i mean this guy is just a guy that is leaving corpses in his wake i think that he's going to be the favorite i think that davy grant's going to find himself being another sizable dog he was a dog against cheeto vera he was a dog against jonathan martinez in the 200 range I think David Grant's going to be a dog. I think he might be the fade spot. I think he's going to be the toughest test yet for Adrian Yanez, but I'm excited to see what Yanez brings. I'm going to go Yanez. I'm going to go pretty sizable here. I think Yanez is going to be a minus 280 favorite here. David Grant, I don't know, plus what, 240 on the other side. But, yeah, I, I think Yanez is one of those guys that with this resume he's put together in the UFC, people are looking hungry to bet him. And so – if it's not 280, if it didn't open at 280, I imagine it getting close to that range. Might have opened a little lower, just being Davy Grant being the veteran that he is. But I'm I'm feeling good about 280, Dan. Yeah, I, th- I think you're all over it. Um, I see this one very similarly to that Jonathan Martinez Davy Grant fight. Uh, obviously, Davy, as you said, he's been around forever. Is a guy that hasn't changed so much in that one year since then. But Jonathan Martinez had so much hype going into that fight. Um, he had just come off the leg kick TKL, like one of the three in history. And Yanez has that same level of hype here. I think it's going to be the same kind of line. Um, I'm trying to pull up what that Jonathan Martinez line was. I'm seeing it at 265, so I'm going to go under you. I'm going to go exactly 265. I, I, I kind of see it as the exact same spot of just – the same Davy Grant against the new prospect with a lot of hype and in a different knockout prowess. Mm. So what, so what line are you saying? 65, 265. Just under me. Okay. You guys are all over it. Yanez, your favorite minus 270. Fuck! gets the point. Bang! You bastard. You bastard. What did it open at, Cobes? 240. Oh. So you called it exactly. Dan, you bastard. I felt so good about oh, that. Ha. Oh, I kind of, I won't lie either. I felt good when you said under. When he said under, I was like, okay, I, I think that if I had to lean away over 280, it'd probably be that I'd be over. So, all right, Dan, touche. Good, good point, good point. Women's flyweight bout next on the card. Tyla Santos and Joanne Wood, formerly JoJo Calderwood, who apparently got married to her coach at syndicate mma john wood here's a little fun fact previously she was engaged to her other coach james doolin until 2015 so this is her second coach that okay, she's been that engaged is, to. that must be an awkward training room to say the least she moved gyms yeah did she move uh i don't know it doesn't say where james doolin was her coach all right sounds like fun. wikipedia research there cobes <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> um, uh, DK, you go. So this is an interesting one. You've got two women who are kind of um, 
just I would say completely different trajectories with Tyla being 19 and one. Uh, I think that one loss was her UFC debut after the Dana White Contender Series, and and has looked great since over Roxy and Jillian and and, and Meatball Molly. While JoJo has dropped three of her last five, um, including a split decision to Lauren Murphy that I disagreed with, but that's just how Lauren Murphy gets it. Lucky Lauren Murphy. I've got, I'm gonna I'm gonna have JoJo as as a dog here. Tyla, as much as as her record is great, I'm not the biggest believer that she's just gonna run through this division. And I think that JoJo is gonna be a decent test for her. She's got good boxing, good defensive wrestling. Um, so I'm not going to go too high. I'm going to go Tyla minus 180. Ooh, that is a – that's pretty high. Um, hmm. But stylistically, you got to assume the grappler gets – at least in women's MMA, we're winning rounds. We're not winning yeah, knockouts I mean, here. I'm looking at the guy – or I'm sorry. I'm looking at a girl, Tyla Santos, who – Comes off the contender series, loses to Maria Barella, who would lose to JoJo, in my opinion, I believe. I mean, again, though, octagon jitters, a lot goes into it. But she she gets onto the contender series, and, the, and then I don't want to be like that guy, but none of her w- victories are, are world beaters by any means, by any means. I mean, Foxy Roxy should have been finished, but she got a unanimous decision. Jillian Roberts should be a finish, got a unanimous decision. I mean, we're talking about girls that – that aren't absolute world beaters on the other side you got joanne wood who who or calderwood who she was a fight away against jennifer maya from for fighting for the title and then she beats jessica and she's one fight away and lauren murphy for fighting for the title i mean she's right on that cusp of 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 title trajectory i just i i i think that talia santos has to be a favorite i agree with you I just think that Joe, Jojo Wood is, is getting a little bit of a disservice being a dog of that magnitude. I think that come fight night, I'll be on Joanne Wood as the dog. I do agree she is the dog. I'm going to go Talia Santos minus 160. I, I think that Joanne Wood at plus 140, pretty good value for someone who finds herself perennially on the outside of that that title shot speaking of the title shot too quick i know ariana lipsky didn't turn out or pan out like people thought she was going to but joanne colderwood came in at like a minus or a plus 200 there and just absolutely styled on her um and beat andrea lee beat jessica i who fought for the title i don't know man i i think jojo wood's gonna be at the very least the toughest test for santos yet Santos is a big favorite here. Minus 300. Whoa. Three? That's 300. Uh, Opened minus 180, though. Wow, Dan. Jeez. Right on the open. Dan Dan pulled pulled the – Dan's out of his bag today. Holy shit. Yeah, I I will be betting that. I'm I'm glad you get to lead off on this Yaya Hung Kyung Ho Khan. Yeah, lovely. Just what I want, right? Uh, yeah, I, but but back to the JoJo Wood. That's going to be a place after this show, most likely. Come Wednesday, I'll probably already have a little bit on that. That's a that's a really really high line, like like too high, like far too high. Um. So yeah, Danny mentioned it. Bantamweight bout next on the card: Hanayaya and Kyung Ho Kang. Reese, kick things off. Make of this. I mean, Ho Ho Kong's the guy who's been in the UFC for. Whew, what feels like a long time now. Let me take a look at his tapology here. Yeah, as 10 UFC fights. And the thing about him, though, is other than Ricardo uh, Hamos, he'd never really been been tested. You know what I mean? He's kind of been on uh, the, the, the China cards and the, for, and the foreign cards, and he's, and he's good for a good matchup here and there. But it's like the only real notable guy on that, on his resume is Hamos. We dropped a split decision to, I mean, Brandon Davis is a name, but I mean, just lost his return to the octagon after being cut. Nothing to write home about. He's also been inactive for a year and a half. I don't know if it was, or two years. I don't know if it was military service. I know South Korea, it's mandatory. I don't know if he just wanted to get back to the drawing board and and uh, change his skills around, but he, he hasn't been active recently. 
On the other side, you had Honi Yaya, one of the best, if not the best grappler, or one of the best grapplers to ever bless us with in, in the sport. Phenomenal jiu-jitsu skills. But 36 years old, dropping, you know, you saw him like a, a fish out of water against Ricky Simone, but that's not saying much. Ricky Simone's phenomenal, but uh, I mean. And that was a fight he was favored in. That's I don't right. want that to that's get into your crazy. line, but. That's crazy to think about. That was a spot where I hammered Ricky, but yeah, I was favored. Yeah, that that's ridiculous. If you could go back in time, give me a thousand million bajillion guaps on Ricky Simone. But I mean, he yeah, is another guy who's just been in the UFC. I mean, really long. But I mean, other than Chad Mendez, which was a decade ago, you look at another guy who kind of is just fighting. I mean, Johnny Bedford, he's a UFC alum, or I mean, a tough alum. Um, that's, I mean, Luke Sanders, but he, he's a guy who always showed more promise than he actually showed Ricky Simone, who's a loss. It, this fight's like, what am I watching here? It's just going to be, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go 115 each way. I, I literally Dan balls in your court. I mean, this is the most even fight ever. You're looking at two guys over the age of 35 or 35 or the over. You got two guys who have their skill sets in their own way, but never really fought any world beaters. I think Vegas is going to have as tough of a lot time setting this line as I am. I'm just sitting at dead even. I'm fine with that. I I like where you're coming from. I played my hand a little bit when I said uh, that Honey Yaya was favored against Ricky Simone. I think there's a reason. I mean, obviously, the reason is his grappling is that well-respected because Ricky is phenomenal. I think that he's going to get that respect here again. I'm going to go with Honey Yaya minus 130. Okay, so so a smidge, a smidge. I need this one bad. This would be the nail on the coffin, Dan. Two weeks ago, this one opened up. Hani Yaya minus one thirty. I'm on fucking yeah, fire. You are. Hold on, on, give it to me. Currently sitting minus one ten both ways. Oh, <laughs> so ding, 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 Reese. He said one fifteen, but we're talking five dimes wow. Reese here. That's just minus one ten. Let's go, dude. My heart sank. Dan's Good all over call, it. Reese. Dan's all over it. That was a lucky one. That was me just punting that one. I won't lie. Wow, Dan. Dan's on. Dan is sniffing these opens. I am. This is not good. <laughs> uh, we've got a welterweight bout. The co-main, Michael Chiesa and Sean Brady. Wait, or I'll wait. I'll wait. I'm. This is my guess for the one that you're surprised. You were surprised on this. That's my guess. Uh, I was surprised by this one, but that doesn't really mean a whole lot. So you guys can still guess the line here. Kobe being surprised or us narrowing, I don't know what, what to make of it, but that actually kind of makes me like my number more. Interesting. Chiesa to me is a guy, obviously we've talked about him kind of being between weight classes, that 155, 70. He's always a little bit undersized here. But on top of that, as good as his skill set is and as good as, as we've seen him perform, he always seems to make some boneheaded decision every fight that just like puts himself in a position to lose. And I think people are starting to catch on Sean Brady undefeated out of that gym that I talk about a ton, Henzo Gracie in Philly. Um, that's been getting just a ton of attention recently. I think that um, the Petrosky from the most recent tough seasons, a uh, 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 Henzo Gracie Philly guy, um, not to mention Pat Sabatini. I mean, it, ton of great grapplers coming out of there right now, especially great for MMA. I think that this line is going to be close to even, maybe even Sean Brady favored. That sketches me out a little saying it out loud. That sketches me out saying it out loud. I'm going minus one. I'm sticking by my guns. I truly think Sean Brady's a better grappler than this grappler aficionado. This Chiesa, whose path to victory has been WrestleFuck his entire time in the UFC. I'm going Sean Brady as a favorite, minus 120. Wait, I'm terrified now. Like, literally terrified. Because I have Sean Brady as, like, a a favorite. Like, I didn't think we were going to be debating if it was a favorite or not. Like, now you got me fucked up. Because now I'm thinking – do I like Sean Brady too much? I mean, we got a 14 and 0 guy who I haven't even seen him in the slightest bit of, of trouble. I mean, you're looking at a wrestler like Jake Matthews, just 
not an issue. Unbelievable cardio, phenomenal striking and power. I know Michael Chiesa, since his move from lightweight to welterweight, has absolutely revitalized himself, for sure. But he had his moments with Vicente Luque. He was winning before he got caught. Like you said, you, you, you mentioned that he, he makes bonehead decisions. But I'm looking at this matchup, and I'm looking at a guy who, in my opinion, does what Chiesa does, but maybe a little bit better, maybe a little bit more physically gifted and dominant than, than Chiesa. The other thing too, Dan, and this is something that I kind of fucked up on because I got, I got baited into the trap. I took Chiesa against Vicente Luque. I'll admit it. I thought that Chiesa was going to kind of hold him and, and kind of just be a wet blanket on him and, and cause him fits. Obviously it looked like it was going to happen and then quickly turn. But when you look at Chiesa's record and his run that he's been on after that Kevin Lee rear naked choke loss that people were like, kind of like, Bad tap. Remember that bad stoppage where he never tapped? Okay. Anthony Pettis lost. Anthony Pettis is now losing in PFL. Carlos Condit now retired. Diego Sanchez either retired or really very much should be retired. But from there, RDA, Neil Magny, Vicente Luque, those are all guys who RDA told me in two months are fighting Kamaru because no one else is left. I'm not batting an eye. RDA maybe deserves it. RDA, but we're talking about an RDA who's a tweener between 45 and 55. Case is a tweener between 55 and 70. There was a huge size discrepancy there. Neil Magny is just a slightly worse version of Michael Case, in my my opinion. It's very wet blankety. You saw him ragdoll Robbie Lawler like that. It's just a guy who just kind of drags on you. And then the loss to Vicente Luque that didn't really last really long. I had Sean Brady as, as minus 200 going into this. Now I'm terrified. Maybe I'm just – No, I, I think, think that Chies is still – he's got that UFC push still. He's on the broadcast booth. He's in the commercials with Gaethje. He's getting these, these matchups against Vicente Luque and then followed by – Let me ask you an honest question, though. What line did you set? 130 for Brady? Mm-hmm. You're telling me that you're comfortable taking Chiesa at 110, plus 110? I, no I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. That's no a good question. Way. No way. I, I think if, if Sean Brady's any, anything less than minus 170, I, I'm taking him after this show. Ass. Fuck, I just lost I just want to point. clarify. I, I had Danny have Brady at minus 120. Okay. 120. If that's what I said. That's what I said. No, 2030 is the same. It doesn't matter to me because I'm going to either be right. I'm not going to price his right, Danny. I'm either going to be right or Danny's – I'm going to look like an absolute – I think you're on it. I, I don't know. Kobe, rip it off. Look I'm going to go Sean Brady minus 170. I'm coming down off my 200 because Danny scared the shit out of me, and I don't want to look like a complete idiot. But at, at 130 or 120, I am I'm literally – I might not even finish the show. I'm going to bet Sean Brady. He's, he, he's just that gifted. So had you stayed at 200, it would have been a push. But you didn't. Minus 160, Sean Brady. Oh, wow. That's full value. I think wow. that's yeah, Dan. You scared me. I thought I was about to look like an idiot because I was not. Oh my god! Give Ooh. me the one thirty. Ooh, you can have. Wait, one thirty? Does no, that make so it? One thirty oh. wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. We're all nodded. Two two. Last fight on the main card. The headliner. We have a women's bantamweight bout. Ketlin Vieira and Misha Tate for all the marbles. Reese, kick things off for us. What a fight to be for all the marbles. I mean, I don't know what to make. Yeah, I'm already pissed off about it. Right? I mean, Misha Tate is like, obviously, you could be a casual and you could know Misha Tate. Very famous. um, Very well known for being, I believe, the first women's fight ever with Ronda Rousey. Or at least, I believe, or or, no, that might have been with Liz Caramouche. I don't know. But she's a pioneer of the women's sport. She's also known for being obviously very beautiful. So it was kind of like the early Paige Van Zant days. Decides to make a comeback after leaving the sport, I think to be a mom, honestly, but left the sport for a little while, made a comeback, beat a 44-year-old Marion Hanel. Okay. I mean, I don't know really what to make of that. So I'm not going to even pretend. I'm just going to say, okay, as far as I'm concerned, that was just a ring rust fight. I still don't know what 35-year-old Misha Tate looks like. Okay. Then on the other side, you got Ketlin Vieira. And she's obviously 
a Brazilian. She obviously is like right kind of getting into her prime right now. So we haven't really seen her, you know, her, her foundation obviously is jujitsu, but her striking is coming along. But, but look, hear me out. You're dropping a unanimous decision this year, the calendar year 2021 to Kunitskaya. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not ideal. It's not great. Quick finish by Irani Aldana, who we, uh, we both admit is, is a top upper echelon of the division, probably being poised to be one of the, the contenders or face of that division. I don't know, Dan. That's what I'm going to say. I, I don't know. I, I think that Ketlin Vieira probably should be favored just because she's more active and, and, but Misha Tate's got the name and, and she, she kind of put some critics to bed, including myself a little bit on the return. I thought it was going to be a lot worse of a showing, but it was 44 Marion and no, I, I'm going to go Ketlin Vieira minus One thirty, Misha Tate plus a hundred, and then I'm just like whatever on that. I I bet you I would bet serious cash. I'm within plus or minus, a, like ten cents. Like I, I bet I bet it's either one forty or one twenty, or maybe I have it ding ding. I I, I think it's got to be in that range, Dan. Your line pisses me off because it, it's, <laughs> it's 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 what it should be. <laughs> I now I have to pick a. Thing that I don't believe in. Essentially, when that when when Misha made her return, yeah, against that forty-three-year-old Marion Hano, we were all like, "Oh, all these question marks." Like Misha Tate hasn't fought in five years. Like has the entire sport passed her by? Has the skill level just passed her? And like, like you said, we really never got the answers to that because she never actually fought anyone. She fought a ghost. Marion right. Hano was not there. And still going into that, I was like, how the fuck are we making Misha Tate, who hasn't fought in five years, minus 180 favorite? I agree. I agree. Crazy. And so I don't think Misha's the favorite again. I have, I have to choose under you. I have a proposal. Because of how pissed I was for Hold Misha on. being the favorite last time around. Hold on. I have a proposal. I have a proposal. Before Kobe gets into it, this could be a first ever ankle pick move this could be angle pick history i don't feel that com- i feel good about the 130 on ketlin Vieira, but i don't love it I, I don't love this fight to begin with could we let dan pick 130 and go to a prelim card either the terrence mckinney verasaim or the luma lukumbumi versus lupita uh lupita godinez i would use that as the final fight instead because i don't love this fight per se if danny wants i'll leave it to danny i'll leave it to danny I hit if he wants to pick 130, you can. If he wants to pick a different number, then that's in. That's what I'll say. If he wants to pick 130, I'm willing to go to the prelims. If he wants to try to price, pick a different number, Dan, all power to you. Let's read, let's read the script. I'm going with what, with what my gut says because sometimes my best bets are when I feel the dirtiest. I'm not going to price his right to you. Misha Tate minus 110. Or sorry, so it's even money, but oh, even money, even money. Because I'm gonna be so pissed off that Misha Tate still has a minus in I'm front of it. I'm feeling pretty good, dude. I'm feeling pretty good. There is a favor in this fight. It's not even money. Minus 115 Ketlin Vieira point DK. Poha! <laughs> Poha! <laughs> Not quite even money. Minus one fifteen, Ketlin Vieira. Minus one hundred five, Misha Tate. Reese is taking a lap, and it's not a victory lap. He picked He's the favorite, gone. and I didn't. That seems so cheap. He picked the favorite, and I didn't. Give me that point. I really, thought, I really thought my proposal was so. I thought I hit it one thirty. I felt one thirty was perfect. I go, Dan. I don't want it to go off this. Dan, way to stick to your guns. Wow. I knew I was going to be pissed. This this wow. was a fade myself take. This wasn't even wow. like, Dan, you're smart. This was, Dan, remember how pissed you were, how dumb everyone else was last time, and you were still wrong? No. That's why I feel even – that's why I felt so good about the 130. I was like, oh, this is ac- – I actually thought I hit it on the head. I really was expecting Kobe to say ding, ding, and instead it's another – I need to get back to the drawing board, man. This is a tough skid for your boy. But Y'all it's huge for the program. This week, today. 
it's huge for the program because technically Ketlin Vieira is not science. Misha Tate, not science. We can just play this one straight up. We, we can, we can ride our girl Ketlin here. I yeah, mean, not yeah. our girl, but uh, ride what we perceive the value to be. All right. So really quickly, before we get any farther and Danny, congratulations, hats off. And, and before we close the program, the, the would, would be tiebreakers. Um, really quickly, don't think too much of it. No background, just right off the gut. What, what are you ripping? I think probably. I got Loopy over Loma, not by too much, just stylistically, the wrestlers. Okay, I got, over I, got, tie. I got Loma over Loopy. Okay. And then what did you think about uh, McKinney versus Saeem? By the way, Loopy minus 145. Bang. Wow. So that would be um, great. Luma, oh, Lup, Lupita. Okay, great. So I, I, I would have dropped that one. Uh, I, I don't know if it's good of a read about Terrence McKinney's. I am. Um, I, I'm gonna lean McKinney just because he I, had I that that McKinney. hype that yeah kind of. And, and this is what he's been talking a lot. How he's on the same card as high school wrestling coach Chiesa. It sounds like or not sounds like it almost feels like they're just kind of giving him a bump or he's giving himself a bump. I don't know if that yeah. works, but well, sometimes Zion, it does. Zion's impressed me a couple times out, but I I do think that McKinney's probably gonna be a slight favorite. One thirty ish. One twenty McKinney. Okay. Would you have been? I'm sorry, 115 McKinney. 115, okay. 105 again. I probably would have been more than that. I probably would have gone like 140 or one. Okay. That, okay. So we would have been. So if we went loopy, Dan would have got it. If we went McKinney, I would have got it. But Danny Reese is surprised McKinney. at 1817 that you guys are close and this is a fucking coin flip. It's not <laughs> that. It's more like, fuck me. I literally felt so good. Like this feels like. I don't know, man. I need to get back to the drawing board. This is getting out of control. I'd like a three. I'd like a three. I am excited to place Sean Brady before that inflates more. Yeah, I'm about to. I want not. I'm going to do it. I, I love that line. I, Sean Brady yep. is significantly better. That one's on its way up to minus 140 think, open. I think this is going to be his coming out party, to be honest with you. I think this is going to be the fight that really people go, wait a second. There's something real with this guy. 15 and 0 kind of puts case in tough spots puts the hurt on him welcome to the and big case has that enough of a name and we were just talking about how, how ufc gave him the rub and he's still in that in the booth and in the commercials and so, yeah. john brady could come out here and it'd be a finish would go a long way and it's not like Chiesa hasn't been subbed recently so i'm saying so i'm saying i i this is going to be and this also and you look at Brady's resume, other than Jake Matthews, none of them really have that crazy of a name. I mean, Court McGee, but again, on the wrong side of it, I think this could be the, the like, hey, guys, this is put this on my resume. Let's, let's start getting serious about this. You know what I mean? I'm top 10 now and making his way towards that, that welterweight shot. All right. We'll be back later this week, potentially with a guest this week. We'll see if that one comes to fruition or not. I know that we teased that before. Um, yeah, thanks again to the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks again to Jepson's Malort. And DK, sign us off. 1817. A Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.